deep in the forest, beneath overgrown moss and ivy, hidden away, lies the living library. It's alive. Hello? Sorry, this library isn't open to the public. What's that piece of paper you're holding? You want me to sponsor you for running? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I left my wallet inside somewhere. And unfortunately, you don't have a library card to come in. <coughs> oh, you do. How wonderful. Hey, this form says I have to sponsor you for every mile you run. Just wondering, can you run fast? Nope. Good. I, I, I mean, good. I mean, really? And uh, can you run far? Uh-huh. Yay! I mean, yay. Okay, then. I'll sponsor you. Well, would you look at that? No pen. I have one. Wow. Thanks, nosy nibbles. That's the ghost of my cat, always sticking his whiskers where they don't belong. It was actually curiosity that killed him. Oh, and here's the next problem. I just checked my wallet. I've nothing in it. Sorry, I meant to go to the bank. Um... Why are you pointing at that giant sack? It's only filled with, let's say, potatoes. Nibbles, no, don't touch that sack. Small, golden, flat and circular potatoes. All right, here, I'll sign it. Are you sure you can't run far and fast? Then I'll give you that much per mile. Okay, off you go. As you run around this particular branch, you'll see we're filled with volumes of the vile and vicious. Every awful imagining in the history of this country, we have the book. They're a lot quicker than I thought. Aren't you tired yet? You little trickster. You said you couldn't run far and fast. You ran through the glowing gallery where we have books on training tadpoles to tap dance. And the hairy hallway where we keep the journals of jousters. Altogether, you've run 15 miles around the library. And I said I'd pay you for every one. Well, if you check your sponsor sheet, I said I'd give you one cent per mile. (laughs) Here's your 15 cent. Hey! You're not the only one who can play tricks. Actually, I think I have just the book for you. Let me guess. You're from Claire. I knew it. Follow me into the delightful drawing room. Be warned. It's horrible. Now, my rascally runner, let me tell you about the Dullahan and Ireland's headless history. 1876, Ennis Tymon, County Clare. A servant of the prosperous McNamara family is walking back to the big house after checking the grounds for intruders. When he hears something approaching... That doesn't sound like a normal horse. 
It wasn't. Oh, hi, Jim. It's just me playing with my coconuts. <gasps> but here's another one. <laughs> it's the Dullahan. The Dullahan, or the Headless Horseman. He gallops on his terrifying black horse, his head tucked under his arm. Some say his decapitated head is so decayed it looks like... It looks like moldy cheese. Well, there's no need to be so hurtful. Uh, sorry, sorry. Let me get the gate for you. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> the Dullahan continued up to the main house, and the following day, Admiral Burton McNamara died. I probably shouldn't have opened the gate. The Dullahan was a harbinger of death, seen when someone was about to pass away. He carried a whip made from a human spine and would call out the name of those he came to claim. If you heard your name, you were doomed. Margaret Blay! <laughs> Take your fingers out of your ears! La la la! Nope! Sometimes the Dullahan pulled a carriage behind him, the death coach, and if you were to open the door... A basin of blood would be thrown over you. I'm so glad I wore white today. Oh, and that I've opened the death coach and now have to climb in. Best day ever. The Dullahan inspired the famous tale, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, where Ichabod Crane is chased by the Hessian horseman who carries a jack-o'-lantern, or pumpkin with a candle in it for us non-Americans, in place of a head. Mind the candle wax. Ow! Oh. Headless monsters have appeared in the mythologies of countries around the world. In Japan, the Nukubi is an ordinary-seeming person by day, but at night, their head detaches from the body and flies around looking for a victim to eat. One problem. No hands. Let me in! I'm starving! I have my hands full here! Just come in! The door's unlocked! Oh, it doesn't matter. In the late 1500s, English explorer Walter Raleigh went to South America, where the son of a local chief said he had been held captive by the E.Y. Panomas, headless people who had eyes on their shoulders, mouths on their chests, and long hair growing between their shoulder blades. They also struggled to get their hats to stay on. Anybody? <coughs> I'm wasted here. Edinburgh Castle is said to be haunted by a phantom drummer boy, a headless youth who appears whenever the castle is under threat. Without a head, here's hoping he doesn't drop his drumstick. Whoops. It wasn't just in myth that headlessness abounded. In France, the guillotine was a method of execution, where prisoners would kneel in front of a wooden frame and have their heads caught in stocks. A huge blade would then drop down and relieve them of their worries. It was actually invented as a kinder way of killing people than by hanging them. Now, nah, isn't that much better? So there we have it. A headless history. Are you feeling more calm now? Good. How about I sponsor you an extra five cents to go home and leave me alone? Yay! And when you're gone, I can pick up my hundreds of gold coins. Come on! Oh, and just in case you were going to tell some of your little friends to pay us a visit, remember, this library isn't for kids! 